0: Saturday October 17th and we are recording in our home office in Concord North Carolina.
1: This is our first podcast. Actually this is not the first. (laughs) Let's get honest Susan right from the top. We just finished recording our first
0: podcast with one important exception.
1: We did not record it. We. No we didn't. (laughs) That's okay, Susan. (gasps) We're going to learn as we go. You
0: know, a lot of of work goes into it. It does. Setting up, doing the
1: podcast and... Pressing the record button (laughs) (laughs) or not. So actually, this is our second podcast. This is our second podcast. Technically. Technically. So we're pros. Right. Right. So why do we want to do a podcast? That's
0: a great question. We had to we had several questions to answer before we agreed that this might be a good thing. One, does it help what we do or go along with our mission objectives?
1: Also, is anything that we might say or have to share on the podcast helpful for someone else?
0: I think another important question is is what we have to say, our perspective, has it been heard? Does someone else have that perspective? Does our experience bring something new to the table? And I think the answer is probably yes.
1: I think that what we do is unique. And maybe this would be a good chance to say exactly what it is that we do. Kids Shine directs performing arts day camps in churches for kids around the United States. And we've been doing that for about 20 years we absolutely have learned some lessons along the way. You know, I think back when we first started, I think if we had had the opportunity to sit down and hear from someone who had done something similar to what we were about to do, would have been really helpful for us. Yeah, there
0: was no such
1: thing. <laughs> Podcasts had not been invented yet. In fact, <laughs> a <laughs> there was no internet. Well, it, I'm sure that there was what? internet, but it was not, you know. on, on the webs. Right. There yeah, was, right. There was no interwebs. Yeah, that's true.
0: When we first started, there weren't podcasts, but you and I especially have enjoyed listening to podcasts, and I know that we both, we listen to different ones, but some, some of them are similar. But there's so much to learn when you're listening, I, I think it adds another
1: dimension to of education i think unlike watching tv or Mm -hmm. a movie or something there is something really powerful just about hearing someone's voice you know you can't see the person and make any judgments about who they are or aren't which is actually probably a really good thing (laughs) for us today
0: and and another thing that we wanted to make sure that we could do was before jumping into this was can we do it well Right. Can we do it with a level of excellence, which I think that we try to do in everything that we do?
1: And uh, it remains to be seen how (laughs) excellent it will be. The recording portion was not excellent in in the last hour. Well, I just have to trust that maybe there's some things that need to be said that we didn't say the first time. Or maybe things we did say that we shouldn't have.
0: There are just a lot of things that, and many times we've discovered this in, in talking by phone to uh, churches and pastors and families and parents. There are a lot of things that are communicated by voice. You know, audible communication sometimes is better than written. There's a There's a time and a place for a text or an email, for sure, of course. Uh, But I think that there's also definitely a place for hearing someone's voice.
1: Well, what I really hope is that we can be ourselves in the podcast and let people really hear from our hearts who we are. Um, In fact, that's what we're going to be talking about today. The title of the podcast.
0: Actually, the title is Never Having Done a Podcast Sounds Like Fun, but the subtitle is uh, Why Being Yourself is Important.
1: I'm sure that... You've heard that quote before by Oscar Wilde. Maybe he's not the greatest role model, but this is a really awesome quote. And he said, "Be yourself, because everybody else is already taken." I love that. I know. And it—it's actually a thread that's kind of run through our ministry for the past 20 years. I think, especially when we started off, and you know, no one had ever heard of Kidshine at that point. Even we didn't really know exactly what it was going to be. But when we would introduce ourselves. To people trying to be professional and sound like we knew what we were talking about, even though we always didn't, that maybe we, we weren't always completely ourselves because we didn't have the confidence in what we were going to do. We felt like that was what God was calling us to do.
0: I think we, we both felt like we had the skill set. right? We could make something happen and even make something happen well. And we really had a passion for doing it well. But I don't know that we had the confidence in you know, the mm. camp because we didn't have... Well, we, didn't, we, we hadn't, hadn't done, done, it done it before. It, right. And as far as we knew then, no one else had done it either. So traveling to communities and churches, conducting the camp on site has taught us a lot about life and working together, doing business together, ministry, taught us a lot about churches, people... But probably we've learned the most
1: about kids. Yeah, and... That's a good thing. And, and how to be yourself with kids. Right. You know, here's one thing that we always talk to our staff about. You need to really be able to relate to kids, entertain them, but you still have to be the adult. And that's, sometimes that's a hard, hard line to find when you're working with kids. And when, we, when we're talking about kids, we work with...
0: Third through eighth yeah, grade.
1: Older elementary through up through middle school. Ages
0: 8 through 14.
1: Yeah. And when we first started, I have to say, in the camp setting, even though I had a lot of experience in children's ministries, that was a whole different kind of a setting. And it, I wasn't always completely sure of who I should be, that what I brought to the table was enough or good enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I wish that I was funnier. Or I wish right. that... You know, because you are. You know, you're always well, the funny one. You know, the the kids are always always just flock to to Susan, which is great. But because you you naturally have that rapport and and a lot of humor, and kids love you. So, but if I tried to be Susan, it always just fell flat. But
0: the but the interesting thing about that is when we. I think part of it was just being comfortable, more comfortable with what we were doing and how we were doing it and, and less trying to figure out how to do it. But probably more important than any of that was along the way, we learned that if we were authentic, who we were made to be, it did not fall flat. Right. It was much more effective. And it was more fun. And funnier to right. the, with the kids right? to the kids. Not that being funny was the goal. It's just a byproduct of working with kids and uh, having confidence in front of them and relaxing and connecting with them. Kids like to have fun. But as you said, we need to balance that too.
1: You know, I think in, in the camps, because we do performing arts camps, and it is about performing in the end, Because the campers are working towards a performance on Friday night. We work with them for a week and then they do this amazing musical on Friday night. So we are teaching them how to perform. But within that, what we always want to hopefully be teaching them is that they don't have to be the best actor or singer or dancer. But if they will do the best that they can, the way God made them to be, that then he will come alongside and make it into something better than it ever could have been. And that was a real turning point for yeah. us in Kids Shine, I think, and and personally, because when we realized that we didn't have to be somebody that we're not, and that we needed to model, and not just model, but really believe what we were teaching the kids, then we started having so much more fun, what we did was so much more effective, because the kids trusted us, their parents trusted us, and, and the churches trusted us, too, yeah. more, and we trusted each other more.
0: Right. I think that understanding that that took a while to get to that point is one reason that we wanted to share with other people who are perhaps just starting out or working with kids. And not exclusively in a ministry setting. That's what KidShine does, but not exclusively. Our, Our audience doesn't have to be exclusively children's pastors or ministers you know it, it applies to anybody to help them understand that right. being yourself is so important to get to get the best out of you to produce the best you need to bring
1: your gifts to the table you know right. and do the best that you can and and nobody can do it all it's impossible right. and i think even for you and me when we first started working together even though we were friends at that point there was a certain amount of competition. I don't think it was something that we consciously maybe recognized at the point, at that point, but trying to prove something to the other person maybe, or, Mm -hmm. you know, being territorial about our area or whatever it was. But when we finally realized, hey, God put us together for a reason. We needed each other. And if we were doing anything other than what he had called us to do individually, then it wasn't going to work. Right. So hopefully that's what the kids learn during the camp. That's what we want them to learn, that that they need each other, that what they can do collectively is much more powerful than what they could do on their own. And that's the way God made us. That's the way God created the body, too. So if you're out there, uh, maybe a parent or even a grandparent or a children's minister or pastor, if you sometimes feel like you're inadequate to the task, just have confidence that God has put you where you are for a reason and has given you gifts that you need and wants other people to come alongside to help.
0: We definitely aren't created. God didn't create us to do everything, nor did he create us to do everything or the things that we're doing by
1: ourselves. We often tell the kids that they don't have to be the best. We don't expect them to be the best. And that takes the pressure off, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And if they stop worrying about how well they're doing something, then it frees them up to just relax and enjoy it. And then something amazing happens.
0: You, We were talking in the previously non-recorded <laughs> podcast about uh, why we like to listen to podcasts. One of the things that you mentioned is you like to hear a good story.
1: I do. Some of my favorite podcasts are... Sometimes people who just get up on the stage and tell a story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's fascinating hearing about other people's lives and to find out how much really we all have in common.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we have a lot of stories. Yes, we do. and we have a lot of stories. And some good stories to tell.
0: And some that will not be shared via the podcast.
1: That's very
0: true. <laughs> By far more good stories than bad. Right. And uh, we create a story in... Within the camp setting, too, there's a story being told with every script. Every, and this is an interesting question. Uh, churches will ask us, you know, do you get or staff members will ask us, do you get tired of doing that script? Is it monotonous? And the funny thing is, goes back to authenticity. Even though the script is the same, every community, every group experiences that script differently. How it looked and and happened last week in camp it's not necessarily it's a brand new setting and a
1: brand new group we really try to keep things fresh and don't use the same script or the same musical year after year Mm -hmm. we write a different one every year Mm -hmm. to keep it fresh for the kids and for us but you're exactly right you know during a particular camp season or summer you know we might do the same musical five or six times in a row but there's always something fresh and it's because the kids bring something unique to the table
0: right Sometimes we've been asked, "How does it work? How does it fit?" Uh, you're obviously from the southern region of the United States and East Coast. How does that work when you are directing a camp in the Pacific Northwest or the West Coast? Is it, is it going to? Are they going to relate? And when we first started, I think that we tried to predetermine what it would take to do it in a particular region of the United States a different way, or tried to tweak what we were doing.
1: And be a little less Southern.
0: <laughs> and be a little less Southern. <laughs> oh, just another topic altogether. But that didn't work. No. What we learned was it was much more important, and even better in, in that scenario when we were who we are, right. just who we are. There was no need to try to be something we weren't. Because it, it it would fi- fall it, flat. It, yeah, right. and it fell short of the goals that right. we had
1: set. And, of course, kids rarely notice those kinds of things anyway. And that's
0: really something interesting as well. I think the adults notice things that kids don't pay a lot of attention to. If they are getting attention, receiving the, the right attention, and being given the opportunity that they want and they need, how someone's, is speaking or how they sound or whether their accent is midwestern or or southern does not matter to them it's
1: more about the content we've seen that all over the place you know because we've done camps all over the united states and one of my
0: favorite memories excuse me i mean I but, get, was a camp in miami <laughs> doing a western using a western script which we didn't really we didn't think about that but the Miami culture and the kids there doing that script and doing that performance—it's really one of the highlights. That that has been, and they loved it, and they went crazy over it. It was just, it was just, it was fun. But there's another example of we didn't try to. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This is going to, this is not going to work. We need to fit it for them. They just came, let all that go. I think the adults were more concerned, us included, than they ever
1: were. Right. And they just had a blast. It was hilarious and so much fun. And they were who they were. Absolutely. I think that churches can kind of fall into that trap of, okay, if it's going to be excellent, then it needs to be polished and slick and scripted with no dead spaces and... You know, and I've sometimes been in a worship service that just didn't feel as authentic because I felt like that it was very programmed. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of that tension too of, you know, how do you do something with excellence, but also relax enough so that you, so that you can be authentic and real. Right. Um, you know, even when we were thinking about the podcast and we did a couple of trial runs and
0: the first one, the first one was awful.
1: Yeah, because we were talking to the microphone. Right. And then we realized... And and we were also trying to think about what we were
0: going to say. Right. And and how we sound and... Oh,
1: boy. So we decided, you know, we just need to talk to each other. I mean, because that's what we do every day. You know, just be confident about who you are. God has placed you where you are for a reason. He's given you gifts that you need to do what he's called you to do. And just be yourself. Know that you're not going to always get it right. That's okay. It is okay. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so that's today's topic, uh, why being yourself is important. And um, we hope that you will tune in, perhaps subscribe, send um, this to your friends and those that you think might benefit from
1: our podcast efforts. Can I end with one more great quote about being yourself? Oh, please. This one's from Judy Garland. Mm. She said, always be a first-rate version of yourself and not a second-rate version of someone else. Oh, that's so good, That's a good one. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Susan. Uh Uh-huh. So, let's don't forget our giveaway. No, I was just about to say that. Mm -hmm. Let's give away something great. What do you think? It is great. Well, we have a lot of fun things that we're going to be giving away, but today we have a really cool journaling Bible Mm -hmm. that we're going to give away to someone who is listening to our podcast.
0: So to win the Journaling Bible, go to the KidShine Facebook page, K-I-D-S-H-I-N-E, the KidShine Facebook page, or tweet at KidShine, at symbol K-I-D-S-H-I-N-E, and answer the question, what is your favorite camp memory? Not KidShine exclusively, not a KidShine camp memory, any camp memory. We all have favorite camp memories memories
1: like when i worked at a day camp when i was in college camp joe riety excuse me joe riety joe riety i think it stood for joy i don't know what the riety part was piety notoriety i'm, I'm not sure in any case i was a rifle instructor but that's oh we'll save that for another podcast <laughs> we should do a whole podcast on weird jobs that we've held in our past excellent oh i would love to do that we could definitely I've had some interesting jobs have. in we, my life. We both have. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we digress again. Mm-hmm. So go to our Facebook page or Twitter page and just do hashtag camp memory. Camp memory. And we will enter your name into contests to win the journaling bible, and we'll announce it in the next podcast. On the next podcast. Right. So we'd Yay! love to hear from you thanks for listening bye Jan bye oh goodness crunch